happy Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. This is But What's Next with me, Michelle Reed. I hope you guys are having just a lovely Monday. I guess when you're listening to this, it is December 14th. I cannot believe how crazy close Christmas is. Aiden and I in the car were just talking about how fast this year has gone and how we left New York City in March and we can't believe that it's literally like almost March at this point. It's just absolutely crazy because of everything going on, how fast time has been going, but it's almost Christmas time. It's almost the holiday season, and I'm just really thankful. I've definitely been in a really good mindset and kind of headspace the past week, and so I hope that you're in the same place, and if you're not, I hope that this podcast episode specifically will help uplift your spirits. Today's podcast is actually inspired by another podcast I listened to in the car the other day, and it was from As For Me In My House, which is a Christian podcast. It is done by Milena and Jordan. They're a couple. They're a Christian couple. They're one of my favorite podcasts, but they did one on influence and, you know, this kind of idea of influencers and talking about what influences us and talking about what influences us and, you know, as Christians, what it means to be influenced. And it just made me think a lot of thoughts. It really sparked a lot of kind of dialogue with myself that I've had about my role as an influencer and the influencers that I follow and my friends and my family and just kind of how often we let everything around us have influence over our lives and if that's necessarily a good thing. And you know, in this world where there are so many influences out there, being selective about what has the power to control your mind, control your habits. And so I wanted to just share this episode kind of talking about these topics. It's a pretty organized episode I went through and I have kind of like an intro on what I think it means to be an influence, what I think it means to have influence other people, and then also kind of talking about as a Christian what I think it means to be influence, what the purpose of influences, and then also I wanted to go into my favorite influencers, people that I like watching, content I like to consume, but also things that I've stopped consuming because I realized how bad they were for me personally. And then at the end, I just kind of have some encouragement of takeaways that you can do specifically at the start of your week to control what has influence over you and to hopefully just have a better mindset towards your own life and just to have better habits. I do just want to preface, I know that not everyone who listens to this podcast is a Christian and my faith is definitely a big part of all these topics that I talk about in this podcast, but this one is one that I can't separate from influence and what it means to be an influencer and what it means to, I feel like I've said influence like 50 times already in this podcast episode, but it's not something that I take lightly and it's something that is really hard for me to separate from my faith. And so if you aren't really into Christianity, I would obviously always encourage you to still listen. I think that even if you're not Christian, as always, you can still get things out of this. But I know people are very heavily turned off whenever I start talking about faith. So if that's you, you don't have to listen to the rest of this episode. But again, I would encourage you to. I think it's going to have some good points nonetheless. But I always like to put little disclaimers in if it's a very heavy kind of faith podcast this is just going to be one of those episodes. I got quite a few messages from the past few podcasts where people said they liked when I do like the little catch up in the beginning. So basically at the start of these, I've just been doing kind of like a where I'm at in the world segment. That was something that another podcast I like they used to do in it. I think it's called Love That For You. It's Jules Jacobson, but they would always kind of talk about where they are, a little life update. So I wanted to include that here in the beginning. As I said, it's almost Christmas. 
I've gotten some questions about our Christmas plans. So at least for my family, we have always pretty much done Christmas just with my immediate family. It's just my parents, my siblings, and all of our spouses. That's always how we've done it. I obviously have four siblings, and so it's still like a decent amount of people, but we never do things with like our extended family. Sometimes we'll see my grandparents, but not all the time. We actually were thinking of seeing my grandparents, but that just didn't work out this year. So it is just going to be us. I'm staying in Texas. We did Thanksgiving with Aiden's family. And so that was really nice. But now we're doing Christmas with mine. And so it's going to be really chill. I love having chill Christmas time. I feel like people always tell their holiday stories. And my family has just always been really low key about holidays. We have traditions, we have things we like to do, but it's always very relaxed. I don't feel stressed during the holidays. And so that is why I love the holiday season. It just feels really cozy, special. We do gifts, but we don't go overboard. It's not like there are hundreds of presents for each person. And we actually do like a gift exchange. So each person has another sibling and then we gift that way. So you don't have to buy presents for every single person, which just helps a lot. And then we usually get my parents' presents still because my parents are gems. And I will talk about them in this episode, but they deserve gifts because they are phenomenal. Not that my siblings aren't phenomenal, but they birthed all of us. So I think that they get some some extra credit. But I'm really looking forward to that. I also this week have had a really great week of sleep. I've talked about it before, but I struggle with insomnia. It's like an ongoing thing since my sophomore year of college. I have just been a really poor sleeper and I feel like my sleep quality hasn't been the same, but the past week of sleep for me has been amazing. And you guys obviously know when your sleep is off, everything else is off. And when it's right, everything else is right. So I just feel a much better sense of judgment over everything in my life right now. I feel like I'm making better decisions. I feel a lot happier, more motivated, more energy. I've had great workouts, except the one thing that has kind of been the downer of the week. I had just finished a really good workout and I realized I forgot my camera in the gym. And so I was running downstairs to go grab it, but I was also texting at the same time. And I was running down the stairs and I rolled over my ankle And I kid you not, I heard a snap. It hurt so bad. And for probably a minute after that, I was just on the staircase. I could not walk. I could not stand up. It hurt so bad. I've never really had intense injuries. I broke my leg when I was six, but that was such a long time ago that I don't remember the pain. But oh my gosh, this hurt so bad. And now my ankle is huge. It has swollen up so big. It hasn't really bruised, but it just looks so thick right now and I don't know if I did something serious to it I'm just assuming I sprained it so I'm trying not to work out trying to kind of go easy on it I am walking on it but I do have crutches if I need to use them but I'm just really embarrassed to use crutches so I'm hoping it's just a sprain it does hurt it's really sore my dad has an ankle injury and he never got it checked and he got it checked a couple months ago and it ended up being a lot worse than he thought so I might get it checked out but That was pretty much the one downer of the week. That was actually a big downer because I hate being hurt. I hate kind of having to sit out from like my workouts or whatever, but at least it's during Christmas time, so I'm not necessarily running around, but I am trying to finish all my gift shopping, so that's one thing. We also went ahead and did some thrifting this weekend. We're trying to finish our apartment because it's been very slow. We moved in here in August slash July. It was like a slow transition here. 
but we're trying to finish it because I am working with a company in January to do this apartment tour, so it needs to be done by then. And so I just feel like we've been a little bit rushed to finish the place, but hopefully soon it feels finished. Our bedroom is pretty much still just kind of empty, but besides that, I think everything's pretty much good. But that has kind of been my week. It's been a pretty chill week. I don't have anything crazy going on. There's not a lot planned for the next few months. So I'm excited just to keep enjoying life and just podcasting and doing all the other stuff. So starting off, I wanted to talk through all the different things that have influence over us. I think a lot of times when people think of influencers, you think of people on Instagram and YouTube, but it's crazy how many other things out there influence. So things like our shows that we watch, the movies that we watch, podcasts that we listen to, you know, YouTube videos, our friendships, our family. And I actually was curious, and so I looked up how much on average people consume content online specifically. So this is just online, but I found this from Forbes. It says that an average daily time spent consuming content is now six hours and 59 minutes, which includes phone, TV, and other forms of digital media. Six hours and 59 minutes. It's basically seven hours a day of consuming content. And I definitely know for me, that's pretty accurate. I don't do a lot of stuff without consuming content. You know, if I'm doing chores, I'm listening to a podcast. Even if I'm working, I like to watch a YouTube video while I work. Even when I'm cooking, I like to watch a YouTube video. If I'm driving, I'm listening to a podcast. I just always have something on. And every now and then I will make it a goal to start doing things more in silence and trying to not always having to consume, but it's hard. It's hard when there is so much out there. There are people like me who just started a podcast, which I think is really awesome. I think it's cool. Anyone nowadays could really be an influencer. The industry has been so democratized where anyone can just start creating an account, you know, starting a YouTube channel, especially with TikTok and Reels. It's crazy how fast people can gain followers and have influence over people specifically online. And the reason why I think it's important to speak on this is because as someone who is an influencer, while I like to call myself a content creator, I don't like saying influencer, I know the influence I have over people because I read my DMs, I read my comments, I track the sales that I make online when I suggest products to people, and people buy the stuff I recommend. People buy the stuff from brands that I choose to work with. I get messages from people who listen to these podcasts about my faith who say, you know, I started going to church because I listened to this podcast, or I order that devotional that you recommended, and I'm starting to read my Bible. I feel closer to God, which is obviously the kind of influence I want to have. But in the back of my mind, I always wonder if I'm always having the best influence, if I'm influencing people for the better. You know, I never want to make people feel insecure or ever feel like people are having to compare themselves to me because obviously I know even when I like someone online, there's a little bit of me that has a tendency to compare myself to them. And it's just hard whenever you're trying to balance having a positive influence over people, but also knowing that I'm imperfect. I make mistakes. I say the wrong thing. I sometimes don't say the right thing. And it's hard whenever you recognize that you have this influence, but you also know that you're imperfect. It's not like I'm a celebrity. It's not like I have a PR team. It's not like I have all of this stuff. Like, it's just me. And it's me 
you know, choosing and praying if this is smart to put out there, if this is good for people. Whenever I worked in marketing, we did a lot of influencer sales. So specifically, we'd work with companies. They would say, hey, we have this budget. Let's put together an influencer program and pick influencers to work with to promote products. And it was crazy to see the amount of influence other people have over people people doing $50,000 of sales for brands because people trust these people's opinions. They think that, you know, they are experts in the field. They think that if, you know, Danny Austin likes this product, then I'm going to like it too. I just said Danny Austin because I really like Danny Austin's content. But it is just crazy how there's this whole industry now of, quote, ordinary people who aren't celebrities, but kind of are celebrities because they're influencing the purchasing habits of other people and the mindset of other people and the behaviors of other people. And it can be really cool, but it also can just be a little bit scary. And even today, it was actually today that Kristen made, which is Kristen Johns, who's an influencer. I'm sure you all know. If you watch me, I'm sure you watch her too. But she has this company where she sells like sweatshirts and all these little products But I set an alarm because I knew she was doing a launch today and I love her old sweatshirt and I had a feeling it was going to be another sweatshirt. So I set an alarm. I was ready to purchase this and I had this kind of feeling that maybe it's going to sell out. And so, you know, right when she started selling it, I bought it right away. I think that's cool that someone can create a company where they can sell products that people genuinely like and that bring joy to people. And, you know, that's the beauty of capitalism. But it's crazy to think that I set an alarm for this person who's selling a product and I have to kind of question like, why am I wanting this so bad? Is this because I know that Kristen John's made it or is it because the product's so good? But that just goes to show that, you know, me as someone who is a content creator, who is a quote influencer, still is influenced by other people. So I recognize the role of this job and kind of the, the weight of it. And as a Christian, it's something that I'm constantly having to remind myself of and remind myself of what God says influences and the kind of influence that God wants Christians to be in the world. And so I wanted to talk about that because I think that you're going to get a lot of different messages from a lot of different people that share how you're supposed to be, you know, quote, using your platform, how you're supposed to be going about talking about things. And I think as a Christian, it is just always important to remember what God says we're called to be as influences in the world. And I wanted to share just a few scripture pieces that I like, and then also some quotes from some books that really do shape my mind about my friendships, about my family, about my social media use, and how I want to influence others and how I want to be influenced as well. I was doing some research trying to see, you know, what the Bible says about influence. And this passage from Matthew 5 always seems to come up. And it says that, as Christians, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. It goes on to talk about how Jesus describes, you know, our function as Christians as that of salt. And this specific website talks about how in biblical times, salt served three main functions. It was supposed to purify, it was supposed to preserve, and it was supposed to add flavor. 
And I was thinking about that and thinking about, you know, being an influencer and having influence online. I was like, isn't that kind of the goal of having influence online to purify things, to preserve certain things, but also to add flavor to the world? And so I was specifically looking at a few more verses. And when I think of purity, I think of this verse. It's in 2 Corinthians and it's 3.18. It says, And we all with unveiled faces reflecting the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, which is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I think of purify, I think of taking something and making it clean. And I think about the thing in my mind that's the most clean, and that is my Lord Jesus Christ. And how as Christians, you know, we're called to act as Christ and to love as God loves, which is another one of my favorite books. And I've been rereading it, so I was thinking about that. But this to me is purity. And when I was thinking of preserving things, I think that Philippians 2.14 says to do everything without grumbling or arguing by holding on to the word of life so that on the day of Christ, I will have a reason to boast that I do not run in vain nor labor in vain. I think that we always talk about moving forward and trying to innovate and have progress, but there is something beautiful about preserving something that is good. And I think of the word of God and the word of life, that is something that is good to preserve and something good to remember when I think of morality, when I think of certain values. And then when I think of adding flavor, I think of Colossians 4, 5, which says to walk in the wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. This one is probably the hardest for me because because I get angry. I just did a video and I talked about how some people think online that I would never get mad. And I can tell you, I definitely get mad. I want to speak quickly before actually remembering that I'm called to be gracious in my speech and A lot of times I want to talk about things that are on my mind, that are on my heart, but I don't feel that I have all the knowledge to do so. So I think about being seasoned with salt, you know, specifically in your speech, knowing that that is what that knowledge is. It's the salt that your speech is seasoned with and being gracious in this. And so whenever I was thinking about influence and the kind of influence I was thinking I would want other people to think of, It made me think of this, and this is kind of my thesis for this podcast. It's just, how are you purifying, preserving, and adding flavor to what's around you? And how is what you are specifically consuming, purifying, preserving, and adding flavor to your life? Because when I think of my own life, there are a lot of things that I allow to have influence over me that shouldn't have influence over me, that isn't influencing me for the better. So, I kind of wanted to talk about analyzing your own life and talk about things that I had to step away from or had to kind of give up on because I was thinking about this kind of principle of influence. And I remember reading this book. It's called Amusing Ourselves to Death, and it's by Neil Postman. Whenever I was researching this, it just reminded me of this book because it talks a lot about how media has control over us, specifically TV. This was actually a book written in 1985, so it was a long time ago. But I was reading this passage and it just reminded me of how true this is today. And it's kind of long, but it talks about 1984 and Brave New World. And Brave New World is seriously one of my most favorite books. I think it's so good. But this passage says, What Orwell feared were those who would ban books. What Huxley feared was that there would be no reason to ban a book, for there would be no one who wanted to read one. Orwell feared those who would deprive us of information. Huxley feared those who would give us so much that we would be reduced to passivity and egotism. 
Orwell feared that the truth would be concealed from us. Huxley feared that the truth would be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. Orwell feared we would become a captive culture. Huxley feared we would become a trivial culture. Preoccupied with some equivalent of the feelies, the orgy-porgy, and the centrifugal bumble puppy. And those are things from Brave New World, if you don't know. It's a really great book. You should read it. As Huxley remarked in Brave New World, revisited, the civil libertarians and rationalists who are ever on the alert to oppose tyranny failed to take into account man's almost infinite appetite for distractions. In 1984, people are controlled by inflicting pain. In Brave New World, they are controlled by inflicting pleasure. In short, Orwell feared that what we fear will ruin us. Huxley feared that our desire will ruin us. In thinking about influence, thinking about social media, I think that sometimes we are so controlled about our desires, you know, our desires to look a certain way, our desire to feel a certain way, our desire to have certain things. And sometimes it can motivate us to allow people to have influence over us for the negative. And I really liked that passage because there's always this assumption that it's going to be an outside force who kind of turns the culture But it's crazy to think that sometimes it can be us and our own desires and, you know, things that may be good in isolation but in abundance aren't necessarily a good thing. I always talk about Augustine and the disordered loves and how he talks about it's not a bad thing to love something, but when you love something too much or you don't love it enough, it can become a bad thing. And so for me, I think you have to check yourself and know what influences you. So for me specifically, something that I have always been influenced on and something that has always really captivated my mind, not necessarily for the better, is movies and TV shows, and specifically explicit movies and TV shows. And I have always kind of, you know, been selecting a movie with friends or family and we'll pick one and I just know it's not necessarily going to be the best for me. I'm like, hey, maybe we shouldn't watch this. And someone's like, you know, it's not that bad it's okay, you can watch this really graphic, I don't know, be it a sex scene or be it violence or be it a horror movie that, you know, talks a lot about like demons or spirits. And they're like, you know, it's really not a big deal. It's just a movie. But for me, I have always been greatly affected by really graphic movies, specifically talking about those certain things. Those things stick with me. I remember those things. They give me nightmares. And I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think that A lot of times you just assume you can put on a movie for background noise, but it actually isn't good for you. It's not good for your soul. It's not preserving. It's not edifying. It's not any of those things. And I know it might sound serious, like it's just a movie, Michelle. It's not a big deal. But as time goes on, it's just crazy to see how much more graphic movies have gotten in all different realms. And I just realized that it's not good for me. And so I won't watch certain things. And I'm definitely not perfect in this. I mean, I watch... I watch shows that are more graphic and sometimes, you know, I have to question, is this the best thing for me to be watching personally? And you just have to know yourself because for some people, they're really affected by music. So maybe really graphic music isn't the best for them. But for me, I'm not as affected by music. So that's not my thing. I just think that everyone has their own things that trigger them differently. And for me, explicit movies and TV shows are that thing. And so I don't really watch things that I think are too explicit for me. And then also, you know, we talk about influencers. I think it's so easy just to follow people on Instagram and it may seem like, oh, I just like their pictures. I just like their product recommendations. But sometimes it can be a really bad thing 
to be following so many people. Maybe there are certain people who make you really insecure. So it's not even the influencer's fault. Maybe they're just posting photos that you subconsciously compare yourself to or compare your relationship to or compare your financial status to. And it's not good to sit in insecurity. You know, maybe sometimes people bring out insecurities that are good for us because we can work on them. But for the most part, this isn't really the case. And I think we all know deep down that we do struggle with comparison when following people. But for me, it's been an active act, if you will, where I have to go physically unfollow people, physically mute people, physically just stop watching people on YouTube, unsubscribe. And that's okay. And I always know in my heart, I never want to be an app. I never want to be a bad influence over people, but if I'm not bringing value to your life in the way that you want value, you don't have to follow me. You don't have to subscribe to me. You don't have to watch my videos. You don't have to do any of that, and that's okay, and I don't take offense to that. You don't have to, just like I don't have to follow or engage with people that I don't necessarily think are adding value to my life, and it's not even personal It just goes to show that people do have influence over our life. And I think the more that time goes on and the more content there is out there and the more that we consume, the more conscious you have to be about only letting certain things influence you. So this is something that I do routinely. You know, every few months, I'll kind of do a check of who I'm following. I spend a lot of time on my phone. I spend way too much time on my phone, let alone And so I routinely will go through and just unfollow, mute, kind of check how people are making me feel. And I think that's something that's really good to do. And I think specifically for me, this is in the way of I will get jealous of people or I will want things that they have or maybe they're in a future stage of life that I'm not in, but I kind of like resent that or really want that. And I don't want to be that person. I always want to be the kind of person that's happy for other people's success and not jealous. So if I ever feel that way, I eliminate it. I'm like, this is not good. This isn't good for me. This isn't good for them. And so I eliminate it. We were at church today and he was talking about how there's significance in the fact that Jesus says he gives us our daily bread. It's not just bread. It's not, oh, I promise you'll have bread in five years. It's daily bread. So there's this aspect of trusting God that he's going to provide each day and he has provision over our life, but he doesn't make promises for years down the line. And I think if you're following people who are making you want things in the future and making you kind of look ahead and wishing you had things, that's not necessarily what we're promised. And so that's not good. And then also just knowing that not all friendships are good for me or good for other people as well. I think There was a time when people were all about, you know, drop that friend if they're toxic, drop someone. And I don't really agree with that because I think there's this aspect of grace. And I would hope that if I make mistakes, people would have grace and forgiveness. That doesn't mean that they discount the way that you acted or the thing that you did. But I hope that I met with grace because that's how God meets us. But at the same time, I do think that the company you keep has effect over you. If you're in bad company, they will corrupt you. I posted something on my story. I think it was about finances, but I was talking about how I believe you should eliminate the temptation if you have something in your life that's tempting you. And I got a message from someone who was like, isn't that kind of strong, just eliminating the temptation? But it always makes me think of this passage in Matthew. It's Matthew 5, 29. And it's specifically talking about lust, I believe. But it says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. 
which seems really intense. And it's because it is really intense because sin does things to us. And when you have something that's tempting you to sin, and I think especially with friendships, this is a big thing. You got to cut off the temptation. It's strong because sin does a lot of really destructive things to our lives. And another thing that I've learned over the years, this one's a little bit more specific to being online, but if you've ever been kind of like bullied by certain people, I know that when people don't necessarily like me, when people send me more hateful messages, and I'm not talking about constructive criticism that is met with grace, that is polite, like I said, how I would want to treat other people, but people who are just hateful, I don't really engage with that. I think it tempts me to grow angry and bitter, which is not from God, which is not how I'm called to feel. Again, I'm not talking about criticism. I'm talking about straight up hatred, which does exist and exists very much in the online world. I used to kind of feel bad about, you know, blocking people or just not engaging with that, but that's tempting me. And I never used to think of it like that. I used to think, oh, I'm, you know, being mean back. But by me becoming angry, becoming bitter and meeting someone with the same behavior that they are meeting me, that's not good. That's not from the Lord. That also is not being a loving neighbor. And so I just don't engage with it. This kind of reminds me of my boundaries episode that I talked about. But I think that as we go along in time, you just have to be so conscious about the way that you view your life and putting up boundaries in your life. And I think our world likes to act like things are just light and happy, but it's a battlefield and you really have to be out there making sure that you're protecting yourself. And so those are kind of things that I have put up in my life to protect myself, how I view things and how I try to make sure that I'm not letting things influence me that aren't good influences in my life. And now I want to talk about the positive influences in my life. So the first thing that is such a big influence over my life that I'm very thankful for, and I also am very thankful for because I know not everyone has this, is just my parents. I have rock star parents. My parents aren't perfect. My parents make mistakes, but I truly am so thankful for my parents because I, A, really trust them. I trust their opinions. I would ask them for help on anything in my life, and I would trust the feedback and the wisdom that they would have. Specifically for my mom, my mom prays so hard. She prays about the small things, the big things. She's also nurturing. My mom has always been there for me. My mom would do anything for any one of her kids. And that's the kind of mom that I want to be. And it's not just like a light, like, oh, my mom's my best friend kind of thing. But my mom cares deeply for people. And my dad, I believe, is probably one of the most encouraging people that I know. Always meets me with encouragement when I need it, but also pushes us to do things that we didn't necessarily want to do growing up. And so I really trust my parents. And my parents have a big influence over my life. I wouldn't have married someone that they didn't give their blessing on. I really trust my parents' opinions on the friendships that I have, on the career decisions that I make. I really seek their advice on pretty much everything because I really trust my parents. Our church service today was on the Advent season and we're going through this verse right here in Isaiah and it talks about, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And it was talking about that section about Everlasting Father and he was talking about how not everyone has positive experiences with their fathers. Not everyone views their father in light of the way that they view 
the son of God, who is our eternal father. And he was talking about just the impact that our fathers have. And it was making me think about my parents and how it is kind of scary thinking of having kids one day because it's just such a responsibility because your parents really do have influence over your life. Another biggest influence over me are just my friends. I've never been the kind of person that has a huge friend group. I have my childhood friend, Rose, who I met in sixth grade. We lived with each other in New York City. We went to college there. And then I also have one of my best friends who I met in college. Her name's Isabel. And they influence me in different ways. I feel like my friend Rose is probably the easiest person to lift my spirit. She is always there. I remember at the start of COVID, this is when we were in New York City, when stores started kind of like getting rid of stuff. They didn't have a lot of inventory. It started to get more desolate. Half people were wearing masks, half weren't because scientists were mixed on them. In terms of their usage, the subway was really creepy. There were all these messages to like wash your hands. It was just really dark. And I just got in this really anxious spiral. And I remember just coming to Rose being like, I am so anxious right now. I do not know what to do. And we went for a walk. She talked to me. And I just know that Rose is one of those people I can always come to, kind of like my parents. And I just know I'm going to be met with nurturing and love and friendship that I would hope to have in my friendship. And my friend Isabel, I just think spiritually has always had a really good influence on me. I feel like I can discuss my mindset on my faith and Christianity and different things that I'm struggling with from a spiritual point of view. She's very disciplined with money. I feel like I can talk to her about that kind of stuff. She also is married and I just think is in a similar life phase as me because she's also 22. I just really respect her. She just bought a house. I just think she's a really cool person and she is one of my closest friends and just someone that has always been a good influence on me. And even I remember being in our classes, she would like raise her hand and talk about certain things in our Bible classes. And I just knew like this girl is someone who's got a really good head on her shoulders and I want to be friends with because she just seems like a very influential person. And now for my favorite influencers, I wanted to share this because there are specific people who I watch on YouTube who just light me up. They either make me feel really happy and motivated or they really challenge me. They challenge my views. They challenge the way that I think about things or they're just helpful in ways of my life. And I've kind of had to step back because I follow a lot of people on social media and sometimes I'm like, oh, I just like this girl's outfits, which I think is fine. And all these people aren't necessarily Christians, too. Like, it's not just because they all share Bible verses. I think that it's okay to take influence from different people for different reasons. You just kind of have to check your heart and make sure that that's actually the reason and they're not influencing you for worse. So the first one is Kristen Johns. You guys know I love Kristen Johns. I just talked about her, but I love the content she posts. I think that she posts from her heart. I think that she's very honest, but not in a way that's fake. I like that she also is married. I feel like she talks about marriage every now and then. I just think she is wholesome and sweet. I really love her content. The next person is Allison Bickerstaff, who's another person who I love because she's also married. She just has kind of a similar lifestyle to me, I would say. She just really uplifts me too. She's very positive and not in a way that pretends that things aren't the way that they are, but kind of like a you kind of have to pick yourself up and find your own happiness in this very moment because the world isn't always going to be happy, but you have to kind of choose happiness. But I love her content. It's also just really nice to watch. I think she's funny. I just think she's cute. 
I like her product recommendations and she just makes me really cozy and happy. So I love her as well. Another person is JC Marie Smith. I talked about her in a recent YouTube video, but JC just makes me feel so motivated. She makes me want to work harder. She makes me want to have a solid routine. I just really love her content. I think that her podcast is a good kind of break from reality too. And I trust her product recommendations, but not in a way where I want to buy every single thing that she promotes. But if I'm in need of a new product, I just know she's going to share one that is going to be good. And if I need it, I will get it. I also really love Julia and Hunter on YouTube. They're some of my favorite vloggers because they're just so real. I don't really like watching a lot of like couple vloggers because I do think people kind of sugarcoat relationships online, but they're so real their videos are like 55 minutes long sometimes, an hour long, which I just think obviously you're showing all the realness of your life if it's an hour long. I just think they're funny, but they're also just positive people. I also like their routine, their work, their workouts that they do. I just think that they're a good watch if you're looking for some YouTubers to watch. Sarah Therese is one of my favorite Christian YouTubers. She talks a lot about marriage. She has kids and she also talks about minimalism, which I like. I'm not a minimalist, but I do try to kind of get rid of stuff, be better at not keeping a lot of stuff that I don't wear. So I really like watching her content. It's also just nicely made. I feel like it's very well packaged, very well put together, produced, and I just really like her videos. I also really like The Cottage Fairy. (laughs) This is kind of random, but she does a lot of more rural videos and it's really inspired me to, you know, question if living in the city is the best thing. And she really promotes being content with simplicity which is important for me as I watch a lot of other influencers who talk about purchasing things like I do. I'm talking to myself right here, but just kind of making sure that you remember that simple and slow moments are still really valuable. And on that same wavelength, I really like Ashlyn Salisbury. I think I'm saying that right. She's Kristen John's sister on Instagram. Hers is just really funny. She's so honest. She has kids, just very candid but also talks about kind of minimalism and not having as much. And she also talks about pastries, which is really random, but I like when someone does like in-depth pastry reviews. I just think it's funny and like cute and very wholesome. So I love following her on Instagram. And I mentioned this earlier, but for podcasts, I love As For Me In My House because Julia, not Julia, Melina and Jordan really do talk about Christianity and specifically living a life that does exemplify Christian principles because I don't see that on everyone that I follow. And then lastly is just Dave Ramsey. And this one's kind of the oddball, but Dave Ramsey talks about finances and I think he wouldn't call himself an influencer, but he has a lot of influence over my finances and viewing money, especially as a Christian. So I like his resources as well. So to end this podcast, I just kind of wanted to challenge you guys on a few different things and I'm going to be doing this for myself as well but especially now it's vlogmas season there is a lot of content out there if you don't know what vlogmas is it's when youtubers post every day until christmas and so there is just a lot out there and part of the reason why I didn't do vlogmas is because I try to be increasingly more conscientious about what I put out there and I'm not saying everything I put out there is gold because it's not sometimes I do post things that I'm like not absolutely crazy about, but I just post it to post something. But that's something that I try not to do as much as possible because I do think it's important to know about the influence you're having over people. And while things can be fun and lighthearted, they are sometimes deeper than they may seem. And so for one, I would just recommend 
going through who you're consuming specifically online and ask yourself if this purifies, if it preserves, and if it adds flavor. And I don't think there's any harm in unfollowing or even just muting people if you don't want to unfollow them who don't match up with that. I think it's good to every now and then just kind of like take inventory about who has influence over your life and two, do a social media detox. And I'm talking to myself here on this one, but step away from social media. Try not consuming for a period of time and see how you feel and see how you feel when you don't have other influences on your life. And number three, which is the most important thing, is that you need to know the influence that you want to be on the world and surround yourself with people who have that similar influence. I definitely think that my parents would always tell me, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future, but it's true. You know, I'm not going to be for everyone. Not everyone likes my content. And I think especially after moving from New York City, I was living a very busy life I wasn't married, I was working full-time, and that attracted a set of followers who I really hope still enjoys my content, but I know not all of them do because that's not the life that I'm living. I have different goals now than I did then. I focus on different things, and that's okay. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I think it was a quote that I saw that was like, I'd rather be someone's shot of whiskey than cup of tea, but... You're not going to be for everyone, but you should still stay true to who you are and know that it's worth it for the people that you do have as influences in your life and who you're influencing as well. But I hope this was eye-opening. Again, I just wanted to say a huge shout out. If you do want to listen to As For Me and My House, their episode, kind of as a follow-up or before this episode, I think it was a really good one. They're also really funny. If you want something that's just like a funny kind of nice couple dialogue, I love their podcast, but... I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know if you did. Feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's just at Michelle Reed if you want to. Also, feel free to let me know if you enjoy my podcast in general. Feel free to turn on the notifications, subscribe, and leave a review if you enjoy. I definitely know that leaving reviews actually boosts your podcast. So if that's something that you'd like to help me with, if you like what I talk about, feel free to do that. But I'm so thankful for you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to influence you today. I hope it was for the better and I hope you guys just have a great rest of your week. Bye friends.